So instead, I'm gonna set up because you took you a big breath, which means you're about to start the podcast. Welcome to Nipple. I'm Chad Redder. I'm JJ Artemis. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And today we're going to be talking about Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is a game that came out in 1995. It was developed by Squaresoft, now Square Enix, and also published by them. Uh, it's an RPG. And, uh, on the Super Nintendo. On the Super Nintendo. <laughs> and and the things. DS, and the PlayStation 1. And, and the Wii Virtual Console. <laughs> the Wii U virtualizing a Wii virtualizing a Super Nintendo. Oh, and the uh, iPad or phone? Or oh, yeah. yeah. It's iOS and Android iOS release as well. But myriad of ways to play this video game. For some reason. Um, uh, today we're joined by special guests, me and JJ, uh, who both, like, came very close to not finishing this game by the time the podcast rolled around. I completely blame you for that, by the way. Oh, yeah? I've done nothing but spend the last, I'm not going to calculate how many hours, since 10 a.m. yesterday, literally all I have done is play Chrono Trigger. Did you sleep? Uh, a little. I, there was some sleeping, but you did that too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I set, uh, I set yesterday aside to finish the game, and like, because it's me, I woke up at like 9 p.m., and was just like, well, I have the whole day, and by day I mean night, <laughs> to finish the game. So I went from basically the moment that uh, you first enter Antiquity until the end of the game, the final, final boss battle, <laughs> uh, in one day. And it was just like, I hope that doesn't color my opinion of the game. I hope it doesn't either. I'm, I'm worried that the, the time restraints uh, that I had to sort of rush myself through to get here might have made certain experiences like more negative than they actually were, but I'm going to try and keep myself right, in control yeah. of that. But the, the reason that I blamed you was because you told me that I could get through the Black Oath Tower death thing. Oh, in like two hours? In like one to two hours. Right. I guess I was assuming that was just you like... Just nailing every boss, like, one after <laughs> another. And I, on the other hand, played the game all week right. and could have finished it even earlier than I did, but I thought they might not, so I did as much of the extra content as I could. That was a really good haul. Yeah, I was... finished it. Right. So I finished it 3 a.m. last <laughs> night because I did, like, a bunch of optional content. Uh, that's a... I don't know, like, despite that, despite the fact that I was like, I hope that this doesn't color my opinion of the game at all, uh, in reality, I actually quite liked this game. And that should be shocking to anyone, because it is a very traditional JRPG. But I think that it was just like, so most of my notes that I have on this game are like, they're very mechanical. Because, like, as far as... Yeah. Wow. Okay. Like, yeah, like Because it, I had to differentiate in my mind why I was enjoying parts of this game that in other games I would just absolutely hate and not engage with at all. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you guys, like, had anything you wanted to, like, start with oh, in no. particular... I, I need to hear your mechanics discussion on this right now. Sure. Uh, okay. it sounds like a good place to start. Cool. Um, <laughs> so, Chrono Trigger has... Uh, what I believe the game describes, it was like 20 hours ago at this point, uh, the active combat system. Yeah. Where uh, you like, it's you still select things from a menu, but you select them 
in like real time as bars fill up and presumably the enemy is known as the for most people even though i don't believe it was first the like final fantasy 7 styled combat system and the way that things have been done in most like modern square rpgs post final fantasy 7 of the square rpgs that i've played and just turn-based rpgs in general yeah a lot of the time that kind of a thing exists but then like you have basically an unlimited amount of time to select what you're doing and i feel like how frantic the game was and the fact that positioning and uh and positioning you don't have any control over that other than when you first encounter the enemy yeah. but like looking at where your character is on the field in comparison to all the other enemies and how they're grouped together uh combined with sort of like that franticness of being like i need to be able to do this thing before that guy like cold cocks me <laughs> and i just hit the ground so like it kept me engaged it was like a it was an rpg combat system where i couldn't just put the console down and walk away for five minutes and then come back and be like oh right the big attack <laughs> the one that makes my character float above the ground and do like an energy yeah. blast. There is a lot of tension, and we're like, I gotta get the heal. Yeah. <laughs> like scrolling through heal items beams. has never been exciting to me. But then, like when you're one hit away from death and trying to like use a lapis, yeah. it's it, it is something that's just sort of like innately engaging. Yeah, I'm I, I'm my phone a little bit in the middle of this. Cl- cast to try and confirm or deny which square RPGs at which point started uh, have it with a bar just controlled when you take you t- your turn versus whether all the turns were active or not because mm-hmm. I remember the 7 system was called like ATV or something but come to think of it I think those bars actually started in 6 I don't know these all blend together I was together. thinking that it was 6 too yeah but I've, I've never played Final Fantasy 6 I've so. only played the beginning of it mm. uh, it's it's on my to-do list to yeah. actually play it the point being I completely agree with the tension that is added into these systems based on like all the time bars and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and the reason why I keep trying to rem- remember where this like system started or came up before at least in my experience was because I remember feeling like at some point Final Fantasy games became like competitive menu selecting because this is a like a skill that i've like developed over time of like memorizing positions relative on these menus since you can never right. manually sort them like i've always wanted you actually can in credit Trigger. what yeah Where? If, you, if you go just into your bag like into your inventory yeah you can select an item and then uh if you scroll up from it and like press a again it'll swap positions oh, it's always like that with the items i mean like with like the skills oh, and the that was the things. thing that was the like the most important for me was like by the end of the game it was like i had the athenian water at position 1 high potion at <laughs> position 2 lapis at position 3 and so it was just like these are my like primary items that i'm going to be using in the game where it's like this revives a guy this puts them back at full health usually uh, and like this is the the help everyone is dying. But. <laughs> okay, so if you found items that important to the structure of the game, yeah, you're right. I did not use like a healer all the time. Yeah, what was your party <laughs> composition? Uh, I, I did actually use a healer all the time. Uh, I just liked the items. Like sometimes it's better to just. I'll explain. They're uh, quicker. And they're very, they're pretty good. The items in this yeah. game are very good compared to like regular, oh, yeah. uh, sort of art or JRPG <laughs> yeah, like using, items. Using using a lapis is way quicker than like using a heal. Using spell. a team heal, yeah. 
Um, yeah, my party, which I was going to bring this up as well as to what you guys uh, went through the game with. Naturally. Um, for the majority of the game, like the largest chunk, uh, my party was Chrono, Luca, Frog. And at the end of the game, my party was, or like during the like section where you don't have Chrono, mm-hmm. my party was Frog, Luca, Magus. And then the moment Chrono got back, I just kicked Magus to the curb and <laughs> just went back to my core three. Yep, yep. Exact same experience in terms of having him be like the shitty gothic replacement for Chrono. For Chrono. <laughs> As like the damage dealing guy and then just pushing him back to the side after right. his revival. I actually, I didn't use Luca at all. That's except a- for when the beginning when you had to. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, I used Chrono, Marl, and um, Frog. And then I replaced Frog with Robo when I got him. And then I played through most of the game with them. And then I switched it up. I switched to... I put Ayla in my party because she's such like a tank. Right. I hate so, I, I hate her. I, I, she's my least favorite character, yeah. too. But they also have like the best triple move. Like Chrono, Ayla, and uh, Robo. Right. So I don't know. Twister, it, it hits like everything on the screen. I never experienced... And, I never experimented with triple moves at all. See, so, like, really? The there. I, yeah. The, I only had one party composition that I stuck with. Which was uh, Chrono, Frog, uh, and Ayla, uh. and their triple move is awful. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like the spinny. No, thing. it's like a single target damage thing. Uh. Like it's like it's like three D attack or something stupid yeah, like that. Yeah, three D attack. Yeah, and well, then, that good. shocks me. Yeah, I used um, that. You didn't experiment with the systems. In the game. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the game, I was a bit tired. I, I was. Uh, that's true. I was like. JJ is either going to go one of two ways. He's going to have, like, tried every combination and, like, weighed which moves were the best with each character's. Oh, no. Or he's going to form a really huge attachment to, like, two characters and only use one party. <laughs> my attachment character, uh, and for those listening at home, you could have heard my, like, tiny little exclamation of joy once it became known that all three of you guys used Frog, the best character. <laughs> the best character. Narratively and mechanically oh. in this game. Yeah, narratively, absolutely. Frog is the character that I think, albeit I've done literally none of the, like, character side quests. Right. Um, I think that Frog is the only character that has, like, any main plot exposition devoted to him. With the exception of Magus. But Magus is really just, like, a bait and switch. Like, that's his whole, like, plot importance, is that, like, you know he's trying to summon Lavos, you find out that he wasn't, and then you find out that he was that kid. And it was like, oh... He has a scythe. That's cool. <laughs> like, right. he's, a, he's still pretty evil as a person. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was in my party for such a short period of time. Uh, he kind of like, I don't know. He 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 just sort of played into what I think like the anime trope that I was being like that I was thinking about because of the weird cutscenes, like. <laughs> He, he's like the Vegeta of the game. Was, where he like comes off as like an evil character and then like joins you to take down the bigger evil. And he he's is, like just flippant and doesn't care. He is actually exactly like Vegeta. No, that comparison doesn't work perfectly because he, cause Vegeta didn't start out with like kind of acceptable goals. 
I guess, like, yeah. Yeah, Vegeta but wasn't like well, you secretly still working thought, towards You still thought he was evil, though. Oh, for of the course you did. Part of, the game, so. of course you did. He's I, enough like Vegeta that... Yeah, I also <laughs> just assumed that he was evil, Get like, leading up to it, because he's not even... The only time they mention him is when they're like, he, he killed Cyrus. <laughs> like, he murdered a dude, and then is gonna bring back, like, this thing that you've seen destroys the world. He it's curses like, a person. He curses my favorite person. Right. Frog. Into a frog. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Fro- I, something about Frog... I liked Frog mostly because, like, he... Like, he got me through a lot of the game by just dealing more damage than anyone else. Yeah. Because he, like, comes, like, set up with just a kit to be a badass. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, here's, like, a legendary sword. Like, this game's version of the Master Sword. And the Hero Badge, which makes that sword just undescribably good. (laughs) Like, have at it. And so, like, he just sat there, just killing everybody, and I was like, I don't really want to take... Even when I had to replace the Masamune eventually, I had to... Like, I was like, yeah, he's still good. He does water. He's the only person who does water If you do his side quest, it makes the Masamune the best sword that he can use again. (laughs) I was hoping that was going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Good. I was was kind of bummed about that point. It's like the plot just kept progressing. You go to Northern Ruins, is what it's called, Mm. and Cyrus's ghost is there, and, like, you had to do, like, a side quest, like, you put him to rest. That was the side quest that I, like, literally walked in the door of that building, looked up at a clock, and was like, I don't have time for this, and then just started the end (laughs) of the game and turned around and left, yeah. Yep. But, yeah, Frog's got, like, an AoE team heal. Later, he's got, like, a an extremely strong single-target heal. He's got, like, all of, like, he's got a magic type. He's just, he's a Swiss Army knife of a character. Yeah, he, like, he's, yeah. it's less our attachment to Frog, like, mine and Andy's, and we're just his, like, mechanical utilization. Yeah. He's just very good. Yeah, and he's just cool. Like, a frog dude. Right. Yeah. It's just and when cool you win a battle with character. him, he has, like, a unnaturally beefy <laughs> <Bomb> right <laughs> arm. <laughs> I was actually really sad that they recontextualized narratively him being like a cursed guy, because given like the weird like Toriyama weirdness, I would have honestly just preferred if it was just like, oh no, the like fabled hero of this kingdom is just a frog He's guy. Just, <laughs> He's just a frog man. Yeah. Everyone just accepted him as the frog guy who was really good at everything. Yeah. I kind of wanted him. I I don't know if this happens in one of the endings, but I wanted him to be changed back, like at the very end. He was I changed think, back in my ending. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, but, yeah. I think huh. that happens if in a sweet uh, anime cutscene. Ah, sweet anime cutscene. <laughs> I thought that. that well, I, I don't get. know. Uh, obviously, I, I don't know. Because like, the ending but... that I got, they like all just like went to the moonlight parade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the main ending. A lot of endings have the going there. Yeah. And even Ma- Meryl yeah. or Marl, whatever, like, even kisses him. Right. And he doesn't figure that would be how they would do oh, it. Oh, yeah, they do, yeah. like, classic yeah. fairy tale stuff. But, uh... I think we got the same ending. And but, or at least close to the same ending. Maybe they changed the main ending for the DS remake. The anime cutscene that I assume also appears in the PS1 version right. uh, is they, they just show, like, a bunch of after scenes of them back in, like, their sort of home times. Uh-huh. And in his after scene, he's just like a super uh, buff dude with green hair. That was the other thing. Is unlike, uh, I don't want him to be super buff. Oh, yeah, he's fucking ripped. I'm sorry. Uh, in the anime cutscene, he's like a super ripped guy. He's incredibly ripped. Oh, that's yeah, that's lame. <laughs> I always imagine him as just like looking like Joe Everyman. Well, right. he did. His sprite was very Joe Everyman. 
but he just presumably over the course of being <laughs> awesome just got real acquired buff. buffness. Like, yeah, like he showed back up as a as a human being and he was like, Oh man, like the big buff right <laughs> arm yeah. I had carried over to the rest of my physique when I turned, turned back into a human being. But are you operating under the assumption that it was only that arm that had any muscles whatsoever? Yeah, because it was. Like any time that he's and like I'm assuming that it was just a trick for like the development of the sprite when mm-hmm. they were just like we have to show him like flexing like that's what we want him to do in his victory animation mm-hmm. so to do that they made his arm way huger so and more could, noticeable so you could tell what was going on yep yep <laughs> but like when he's just normally standing around or like wielding the sword or whatever he just has two normal size arms yeah and then one becomes like <laughs> yeah the guy from the lady in the water if anyone watched that really bad movie, <laughs> did not see. who only worked out one arm, <laughs> it is a huge buff arm for some reason. You have not convinced me to watch Lady Gaga. Oh, I don't want to. It's maybe the worst film I've ever seen in my life. Good. Okay. Um, but so, we do seem to be overlooking one huge thing about how great Frog is. Yeah. And that is his 15 point tech, like single tech. Never used it. It drops a huge rainbow frog on people. What? You you really never use I really never used frog squash. It was the thing was just like it gets stronger when your HP's lower, and then I was like, oh, I guess I'm good at this game, so it'll always suck, and then never used it ever. Oh, well, you should have used it because it drops a giant rainbow frog on people. Clearly, I never used that move either. <laughs> I used leap slash was the move I always wanted. Well, it's a good move. But it's like <laughs> it's like cleave on Chrono, right? Or, uh, like you just it's it's, it's their like good low cost right, MP yeah. tech. But now, now that we're back at like specific mechanics descri- uh, descriptions, to explain why I wasn't like constantly messing with all the systems and trying to find uh, oh, right. the different combinations and things, is that a I knew I was on a time constraint. Right, but that, that makes was actually sense. the smaller half. The bigger half is that only the next one that you get is signal at all, and none of the duels are ever signal before you already have them and try and use them once in a, in a battle. Right. So I could never like go in in an educated fashion to try and mess with what was going on, like in Transistor or something. I would not only have like general ideas about what's going to happen when I shove any of these two general behaviors together. Right. I also had literal like technical descriptions of what was happening in every case, and I could just mess around in the menu and then try and try it practically if I wanted to. In Chrono Trigger, I would have had to level them up first to do that, and I didn't feel like doing that. That's not really. <laughs> There's no excuse, JJ. <laughs> I was uh, saying, like, your characters I, remain like one level under your main party throughout the whole game. The TP does not. Right, and that's different. I think that they supply you with at least some of those. Because it seemed like every time I brought you a new have, character, you have to f- use the characters together to get any of their dual the dual set, yeah. yeah. Unlike the even their level uh, TPs, those aren't even like there's no grayed out thing that describes their other techs. Uh, like you just have to have them together in a party to just like, to show up. I was gonna bring up Transistor too, because like in Transistor, I like this did is the not, second time this is like in the, the podcast yeah. history that we've said Transistor also as Transistor two, which I'm always like, why are they making a sequel to Transistor? <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought. Chad. Sorry. Oh, no, I oh. felt like not like. Not that I didn't feel incentivized, but, like, I didn't 
find myself wanting to experiment with the different moves in Transistor, where I found as I found myself wanting to mess around with the stuff in Chrono Trigger. I feel like the game. Is... I think because I like the characters, honestly. Oh. Like there, because like Chrono Trigger for me had like the good problem of me like not wanting to take or like one. I didn't want to leave any of the characters out, but yeah. there would be like the one character that was like not as good as the rest so i would like leave them at the end of time but then i would feel bad about it so i would take them to certain places to do stuff so like i always wanted to like switch out the characters because i liked them all in the like on the flip side of that i would always talk to marl to uh change my party and then never take her because i hated that character (laughs) she was just so awful because she's just like i don't know like there's a certain (laughs) level of like sort of boring, not very well thought out female characters that you expect in a JRPG. But Marl is just like a microcosm of all of that. Like, she's terrible offensively to the point where, like, they're going so far as to say that women are weak. Like, as to give them a strength score that is always so much lower than any male characters. And she doesn't, like, and, like, her team heals are just not frogs. So there's no reason to ever have her. I used her as, like, my magic character. Yeah. But, I mean, her whole initial, like, scene in the Millennial Fair was fine. Yeah, I just thought she was, like, fun and bubbly, and I liked her more than Luca. I mean, every, every, pretty much every character, regardless of gender, is a stereotype in some fashion, sometimes with just tiny twists. It's kind of forced in this game because they can't devote a ton of narrative time to any one of them because you have a party that yeah, you have to it's select. Like, yeah, you just, like, end up with archetypes, and those are just, like, easier for, like, people to grasp. Like, oh, this is, like, the smart one. Right. She's yeah. the ditzy one. But, still, I mean, but you still play... You can still but play still as, likeable. like, Magus and, like, even Robo are, like, moderately complex characters in terms of, like, what they do True. in the story. And Luca at least has plot significance beyond, like the kingdom, which quickly becomes a non-plot element. Luca uh, gets sort of, like, past tense significance uh, in one of the side quests. I, I can't remember every list of every side quest that I did, but the character side quests that stick out to me right now is that I did one for Robo and one for that I didn't know at the time, but in the end <laughs> ended up being related to Luca. Mm. Um, the one with the Sunstone? Uh, the I did son Sunstone the sun. too, but no, that wasn't it. Uh, that's the one I'm referring to this time either. The Sunstone was just its own weird thing. I did yeah. that assuming it would be how I would revive Chrono, and then I just uh. got like a sweet gun and was like, it is not. <laughs> Can you use this power in like a better way? But well, what actually happens is that there's like this tiny side story in which you work to turn the desert into that's in like the, uh, the southern continent. Oh, the, su- yeah, the sunken desert. Yeah. This it's, is the most sadistic quest I've ever been on. What? I'll, I didn't do that. I'll explain okay. after your story. But yeah, and, and after you successfully like kill all the monsters underneath, uh, you have the option uh, to like leave Robo there, who will like just till the fields for 400 years. Right. Uh, and then they have like a sweet camping scene. And after the sweet camping scene, there's just out of nowhere... Like a, a weird narrative segment in which uh, just Luca wakes up by herself, goes in like a special red time portal, and gets to watch her mother be paralyzed again for like the second time in her life. And it's like a really good segment because you run it and like you still have active character control. And I read up on this specifically right after it happened. 
uh, and you actually can change events if you're just good enough. Like yeah. you have to enter a passcode in like five seconds. <laughs> uh, but the passcode, they aren't like any like one to one correlations between. They're just you press a button and like a letter will appear. Right. And you have to just press the buttons either fast enough or in the right order to spell out the correct passcode. And if you do it, then your mother has legs. And if you don't, wow. she does not. Yeah. It's really nuts. So it like completely wow. pins it on her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that side quest. Oh, man. But I'm, glad, moment. I'm glad that they... I hated it. Oh, well, we'll let you go into that in a second. <laughs> because I just want to say, I'm glad they... I expected them to do something with you leaving Robo in the past and oh, then coming right. back for him in the you know in a later time period. In the future. In the future. <laughs> but um, it never came up in my playthrough. I'm, I'm glad that that exists in the game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, basically, see, this is like... This is a small part of a larger story about how I hate the, like, last section of, like, the third act of this game. Mm-hmm. Like, to, like, it was painful to, like, have to finish it. I always say painful. You do. But you I really, a lot. When I really mean, like, just annoying, and I don't <laughs> want to do it. You, uh, like, you actually use the word hate? I hate the last third of this game. All right, Where just, do you, where's clarify. the start point of the last third? The, basically, when you lose Chrono. And it has nothing to do with that. I'm actually all for that in terms of like the narr- like the narrative mechanical implications of not having your main party member okay, anymore. Cool. Like that, I'm totally cool with. It's just where the game, what the game does with that, because the whole sneaking around in the vents thing is just filler. Like there's nothing there. You just walk around in a dark maze until you find ladders. And yes, you can look through the vents to see if you want to go down the ladders, but like it's just looking through vents. Like it's not exciting. You gotta be selective. You gotta pick your battles. Well, you don't have to pick your battles because if you go down before you have any equipment, they just put you back in the cell and you can try it again. Oh, I didn't know. I say like I did that like a million times. Yeah, like I tried to brute force it and just like run around and like got put back in the cell like a billion. Yeah, because you know it really isn't fun looking through vents. Vents are great. Yeah, you have to look through the vents to get through that, and I just tried to not do it. I thought that was one of my favorite segments of the whole game. Oh my god! Somebody once said that a stealth game is only as fun as what. What happens when you get caught and when you just start over it's not fun and therefore the stealth section yeah. is not good I, also, I hate when they just shove a stealth section I, I both hate oh no you lost all your equipment right as a trope and I hate it when they shove a stealth section further explaining why you don't like Metroid games yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, when they shove a stealth section into a game that's not at all a stealth, a stealth game, game. It's just another way that they were trying to force, like, all of the systems and and the ways that you're used to interacting with the game to change post-Chrono death. Yeah, and I'm actually, like, all for that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't think that was, like, a good... I just, I never experienced the lame consequence because I was so (laughs) concerned about it. Like, the, like, illusion of threat in that circumstance worked so well on me because I never wanted I, to go down any of those ladders I can't perfect information. I can't believe you didn't get caught even once, though. Nope. I only got caught one time. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Whatever. I well, probably, you said that you tried to just go down and yeah, run. I like, tried to brute force it, yeah. yeah I yeah. probably got caught close to, like, 20 times. I thought right. it was so cool. I just went through the tedium Did of, you, like, just I actually even, looking for I even, everything. You can walk like, up to the cell door. 
knock on it and tell like the jailers that you're sick and they'll come in and right. you can pop them in the head <laughs> and like sneak out oh, cool. that way. But... Only if you have Ayla in your party. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. A- Ayla is, doesn't require equipment to fight. Yep. So she, if you, you have her in your party at the time, it'll, uh, I remember because I was, uh, God, I was, oh, I was, I was, cause one of my friends told me that like Magus joins your party, right? And, uh, oh, you spoiled it. Yeah. He spoiled it for me, basically, immediately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna listen to this and be like, I'm not that mean. Uh, <laughs> You're a douche. I didn't really care. God, um, I don't know. But I, yeah, I, I knew basically when I got to the point where, uh, you find out that Magus is a child, I had Frog in my party because everybody had Frog in their party. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh. And I was like, is Frog just gonna, like, cut Magus' throat right now. He, like, pulls out his sword and is, like, ready. He's like, do you mean to fight me? I was like, oh, okay. No. (laughs) But I didn't make a backup save in case I did want to do that in the future. Mm -hmm. Now that I know what the last act of the game is, I probably won't ever do it. But, uh, (laughs) it was just like, but the thing was, like, at this point, you should really take Ayla in your party. Like, the, the walkthrough that I found for what like what to do about mages is like, you should take Ayla in your party because you're gonna have no equipment and she's gonna be the only person who's able to fight without equipment and I was like I have no way of changing my party at all right now so that's just why I knew that Ayla was somebody that you should just have Wait, what do you, you can have no way of changing you can change your party. party at any time yeah by pushing the Y button yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's I also a button in the main menu and on the bottom screen. This there are three a... distinct, like, dedicated buttons. It's even in the Super Nintendo version. It's not even, like, a DS. DS exclusive feature? Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. Start. I thought that you had to be at the end of time to change your party. I did for a little while. Yeah, understandable I assumption. Yeah. I, I had an almost equally catastrophic misunderstanding of systems, which was I thought I, <laughs> after reviving Chrono, I thought I had just lost the time machine. Not like narratively it was destroyed. Like I physically lost it, and I have no idea where it could be. <laughs> oh, the 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 epoch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I it I had the eventually because again time restraints didn't have the time to just brute force it and look everywhere. Just Google like where's my time machine, and <laughs> you can just jump off the, the like stairs thing. Oh right, and yeah. Land in the time machine at the end of time. So yeah, take off or get off. These are the menu oh, options are, when yeah. you get into. <laughs> Sorry, into you said it with the inflection that made me interpret that's, it as a. Threat. That's how I read it. <laughs> that's different in the Super Nintendo version. Oh it's yeah. Full speed ahead and disembark. Wow. Everyone, there that are, sounds way better yeah, than take out you've, for Canada. You've uh, you said a couple of things that I thought were different. Were there actually like high potions in this game in the DS version? Yeah, they. This is another thing that I found. Oh the, yeah, tonics. Original. Yeah, they. A, a lot of the equipment, I guess, changed. Um, and the, you, you said the something about strength tabs or what they oh, call yeah, them? Oh yeah, power tabs. Yeah, they're called strength capsules in uh, in the DS version. It Very just weird. took all the proper nouns, and instead of, I assume, making up their own things, they just borrowed them in all the remakes from either Dragon Ball or from Square Enix games, Makes broadly. Sense. So, yeah, all of our proper nouns might be slightly different, but I have right. faith in us to be able to recognize the uh, differences when they arise, even though evidently they're just everywhere. Shall I proceed with the uh, analysis of the third act of this game? Oh, yeah. Yes, you shall. Can we continue? Uh, so... Stealth section, which we disagreed on a little bit, but for the most part, stupid. Uh, we had a part that I actually do like, which is the, like, 
hilarious fake boss battle with the golem and then accidentally shooting down the ship <laughs> and then the fake boss battle with uh, Dalton. Yeah. So that was, I mean... Whatever. Weird comedic relief. Yeah, I don't understand why it was there. Yeah, I was so tense because I, I was going through the stealth section like really intentionally. Right. I, like, through that section, when I when you look through the vents, it creates part of a map. Mm-hmm. So I was like, gotta map out this whole place. Just <laughs> like acting like someone who's trying to break into a bank. And then just out of nowhere, mm-hmm. I like all the tension is culminating in this boss battle that was weirdly hidden. It, yeah. yeah. And then I get there and then it's not a boss battle. And then like Dalton breaks the fourth wall. And I don't... Like, I don't understand where any of this is coming from. There was a guy who was murdered, and I'm, like, ready to, like, break into the vault. Right. But I accidentally maybe kill a whole bunch of soldiers. Yeah, I, I, I only liked that segment just because it was the first time in a long time that I felt like I was actually making some sort of progress. Could you, like, fight two boss battles and get your shit back? Mm-hmm. It was, like, the whole past hour. I've just been walking around doing goddamn nothing. <laughs> so then you land, and the whole mages thing happens, and... You go back to the future. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is true. You do that a bunch in this game. Yeah. What actually happens after you get Magus? You start off on the quest for Death's Peak. Which Magus? There's like three of them. Oh, wait, no, no. I, Not Magus, plural. <laughs> Magus. We'll call him Magus. Uh, Magus. That's better, yeah. I was just, I don't know. I tried to look Mages up the pronunciation for most of I these mean, things, but that's This not... is one of those games where everyone's yeah. going to pronounce the names differently. Yeah. Apparently the biggest one, like the one that has the most uh, conflict is Marl, because apparently it is supposed to be Marl, even though that's a terrible name. Yeah. Dude, all the names are awful. All the proper names that are not things you input in this game, I think, are just bad. And, and it might even be a subtle way to motivate you... To, to rename them? them? Yeah, make you them think they're better. all bad? Frog, Robo, no. Marl. Those Marl. are all bad. But, like, Luca's, like, not a bad name. Luca's fine. I thought it was just alright. Chrono's also fine. Yeah. I didn't, no person is and named Chrono. I also like Magus. I think it's like, it fits his character. That one's also fine. It seems it like, a, t- it seems like a name note. that he made up. Well, it is. Because his name was yeah. Janice. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like your edgy name when yeah. you're at magic. When your name is Janice and you need to come up with a more badass name. <laughs> Ayla's also fine, I guess. Yeah, Ayla's also. I forgot about her because I don't like her. all bases covered? Yeah. yeah she's, a, she's a good person to not like. Yeah, she's really annoying. Yeah, and I had her on my party all game and was annoyed that there wasn't another character there providing me with like actual dialogue. Instead of strange grunts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is all you get with her. That is so weird. Like, I, part of the reason that I hated that I replaced Robo with Frog was because I loved Robo's dialogue yep. in comparison. Robo it was just a like, sweet dialogue. He just, like, has... Well, he's, like, the C-3PO character. Like, he just... Yeah. Like, he gives you analysis of situations, which is nice. He's formal. He is formal. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. The, okay, so basically this is the part... Because, honestly, the, like boss rush or if you're feeling ambitious the boss rush that leads into a boss rush that leads into a three-stage boss <laughs> is fine in my book like the bosses are probably some of my favorite mechanical parts of this game um which we'll probably get into in the second half mm-hmm. um <laughs> but my least favorite experience that i had with this game is the like chrono doppel doll obtaining process 
which in itself is probably not that bad. Mm -hmm. But the way that I (laughs) underwent this task was unbelievable in how terrible it was for me. (laughs) Please continue. So I had no idea what the hell anyone was talking about when they were like, we need to get, like, some kind of a stand-in for Chrono. And I was just like, how in God, like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Like, it took me forever to figure out that I was supposed to even go back to the Millennial Fair or what time period I was supposed to be in. Don't feel bad, because I'm sure there's tons of kids who never got Chrono back. Oh, yeah. It's so hard to figure out how to do. I had... I accidentally cheated that process, because in, like, the very, very start of the game, I spent forever in the fair, because I interpreted the fair as, wait, this game just gave me, like, six different ways that I could just make really small, incremental, but guaranteed progress at everything that's happening. Because you get experience from killing the cat, and you can trade the points in either for money or just other things in the fair. True. And there was that, like, mysterious mask guy yeah. in the back who we're all referring to as who's secretly part of this quest. Beckler, I believe yeah. is his name, yeah. And all of his stuff requires, like, a stupid amount of points, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get some good shit from that. Right. So I just kept farming the cat. Just over and over again, kept reading that the, the cat, the robot that Luca, the robot calls. cat. Oh, gato, yes. Spanish for cat, of course. Uh, <laughs> not, I, I was one. It doesn't look like a cat to me. He's like a what? He looks like Big Hero Six with a karaoke machine duct taped to his he's chest. He's got, he's got he's ears. Not, yeah, the head looks yeah. like a cat. This is the only thing I wasn't it's, paying attention. It's my favorite theme in the whole game, by the way. It's going to be what the opening track of this podcast <laughs> is. I guess that makes sense. It's the weird little cat enunciations. But yeah, I just killed the cat like a million times, and I kept working my way up because I thought the like the secret tent was where I'd get all the coolest stuff. Right. So I did the first one. Got some doll that was stupid, I can't remember. And then I did the second tier and got a different stupid doll. Because I never went back to the house to check, like, what, like... Well, I did after I got both of them and was done with it a long time later. But I never, like, looked immediately after that. I was like, you just get, like, cosmetic dolls for your room? This is so lame. Yeah. And then left it, continued the game, and then eventually came back and found it weird that uh, you had, like, a clone doll of yourself in your room. Right. And you skip forward 20 hours, and now <laughs> I know completely I just have one that. of these for yeah. some reason. I, uh... Well, well, we'll skip over the fact that I also looked at literally every building before I realized which one was Chrono's house. Because uh, <laughs> I never went back after Me, like, I leaving. hadn't either. It actually took me a while. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to gloss over that because that's probably more my stupidity than just the game being obtuse. Yeah. But I like, I, I remember going into that tent because it was like, check out the House of Horrors. And right. I was like... Hell yeah. I love horrors. <laughs> and what I did, he was like 20 silver points. I was like, fuck off, and left. <laughs> and just proceeded with the game. Yeah. I think it's like literally unfathomable to me that you spent that much time at the fair. Hey, I thought <laughs> I was getting a leg up on leveling up and all sorts of secret that's awesome like, prizes. I was only wrong about one of those things. That's the like secret awesome prizes. Grinding, like fighting Titus at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts. Like Which I times. have also done. That's. Yeah. It's like making sure that your starter Pokemon is level 15 before you leave around. But anyway, um, because, yeah, like, I hate uh, more things that I hate uh, on top of, oh, no, losing all your items. Right. I hate just collections of minigames. Right. So 
Uh, not a fan of Mario Party. Uh, don't kill me. But um, <laughs> I think at this point in time, nobody likes Mario Party. I, I don't yeah. even like the original or two or any of the ones. Well, I'm saying I think love. that at this point in time, everyone has seen through the hand blisters and nostalgia <laughs> that like make up your memories of Mario Party and realize gotcha. that it actually sucks. So like, I did everything once. Did not even think about checking out what I could do with the points and just proceeded with the story. But there's money! <laughs> there's money to be so? made! <laughs> yeah, but as I've discovered... Well, okay, this actually compounds the issue. Because when I, when I did finally get to... When I figured out that I was supposed to go to the goddamn fair uh, and get the stupid doll, I had 40 silver points because I didn't use any points <laughs> at the fair... In reality, I just got points. Uh, Good for you. Thank you. Uh, and I walked up to the guy, and I was like, all right, what's up? And he was like, well, I can't give it to you, so you have to play the game. And if you fail at the game, if you, like, the longer you last in the game, the cheaper it's going to be. Oh. So I make it, like, 15 moves into the stupid matching game. And fail. And he's like, you don't have enough money. If you had made it further, I could have made it cheaper. And I was like, well, fuck that. How much money do I have? Zero gold. (laughs) (laughs) How did you have zero gold? Because this game taught me, basically, that items are far more important than money because you can grind up, like, a stupid amount of money in a very short period of time just by going through a new area. Yeah. So anytime that I would finish an area, I would go to whatever the unique vendor was in that place, buy anything that seemed useful, and then just spend literally every other piece of gold that I had on, like, potions and high potions and ethers and stuff, so that I always had a stock of items. It's part of your weird item dependency. That's, yeah. also, yeah. that's also weird to me. <laughs> did you never sell your I did. Items? I do this in Pokemon, too. Uh, yeah, I only ever bought ethers, really. Because, like, I just healed to, re- like, right. refill my... I almost, health. like, the... This, and shelters. This, shelters. this comes to... Yeah, shelters in this game, execution, flawless. I mean, just, that's probably in most Square games. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's, like, the, the same thing. Yeah, my, ti- my like, only <laughs> tie-in with these shelters are the tents from Kingdom Hearts, which I've used right. in comparison. So yeah. it was, like, uh, I don't know. Um, either way. Yeah, I bought shelters, too. I had, like... 34 shelters at the end of the game. Uh, <laughs> I, say, I always had just, like, tons of excess gold. Right. Yep. Like, I failed that game, like, fairly quickly and still had enough gold to yeah, just it, buy Yeah, because it's 40,000. I yeah. googled this because I was sick to fucking death of this whole <laughs> part of the game. Well, uh, it is optional. Yeah, I could just go without Chrono, but he has Luminaire. And That's I got true. through a lot of the game just spamming Luminaire and heal uh, in the, a rhythm. The JRPG floating... The floating Nova. energy blast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used classic. Spirit Bomb, essentially. Uh, it's like it, a classic scene. It because he just has scene. Goku as everything. Yeah. he has just Goku with red hair. I think, I think no he voice. looks a little more like Gohan than Goku. Sure, but I think you can recognize it's a pretty subtle <laughs> oh, distinction. Also, total Dragon Ball Z like thing that I noticed out of nowhere because you brought up Goku. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luca's outfit is like totally where they got the inspiration for the Saiyan man costume. Oh no, no, those both are from the same thing. 
What? Uh, yeah, this is... Not, well, I can understand why both of you guys wouldn't be aware of this, and something that I might need to phone for, but both of those outfits yeah. are a reference to the actual first thing Toriyama got famous for, which was like a manga about like a little engineer science girl who was just really super cute and made robots, and I forget the name of this like incredibly famous pre-Dragon Ball thing that he huh. did. But yeah, I've read some of them because they were in Shonen Jump when I was a kid, occasionally. Interesting. But yeah, so are they just straight lifted from that, or are they just inspired by? Luxa is essentially just lifted from that. You just take the main character of that and age her five years, and that's that's Luca. Gotcha. But yeah, pretty much everything in this game, at least based on our experience, is straight lifted from something. But that's not necessarily that big of a criticism. Either way, I had no money. (laughs) <laughs> gotcha. I'm sorry, so, poor Chad. I was attempting to grind out money by going to the sunken desert, where I remember going previously getting my ass handed to me like miserably. So I went in, and those enemies that used to hand my ass, hand me my ass, now just, like, I had a rhythm down where I could just do water, then ice, and just kill all of them. Yeah. So I did that in the whole room, and then went to the next area, and there was a boss. I didn't know how to fight the boss yet. Which is one of the things I like about this game, but not in this instance, because I just <laughs> killed the core, and then realized that none of your multi-attacks could hurt it, and then it just pummeled me. How do you kill that boss? You're supposed to. Because I never went back to And it. he's done this, presumably. Have, but I forget already. Is You attack ago. anything that isn't the core. Okay. It will start drawing, like, heals from the core. Uh-huh. But you don't want the core to die. So you have to hit it with elemental attacks to non-water elemental attacks to heal the core to keep it alive while you hit the other two parts. That's cool and smart, but not what I did. so miserable to try and do. In fact, I did it three times, failed all three times, lost all of the money and experience that I got from the first room, and then just said... Fuck it, and sold, like, half of the stuff in my inventory. Why, why didn't you just go to a different time period and grind there? That was the only place that... I, that was the place that I knew had the highest, like, experience point enemies. And it wasn't for levels, I just assumed that they would also give me the most gold. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair assumption. Either way, it was fairly quick to, like, sell enough stuff to have 40,000 yeah. gold. Right. And get the... And just, but then, of course... That time, I just aced the minigame and gave it to me for free. Good. But then they, then there's the boss rush, and that's... Well, I also really hate Death Peak, but I'll yeah. get into that later. Yeah, I will agree. The third act definitely, like, throws a wrench into, like, the relatively smooth pacing that the game had had before that. But the smooth pacing that it had before, at least in my experience, didn't seem... Like particularly remarkable. I completely agree that there are like pacing missteps in Act Three, although we appear to disagree a lot about what the specific missteps in pacing are. <laughs> uh, but like, if a lot of the twists in Act Three hadn't existed, if they hadn't have killed off the player avatar, which by the way, did either of you guys rename Chrono? No, no. I, w- I just wanted to have the like for the, the sake of the cast. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to yeah. know all the. Pro- I was gonna forget for me. Chrono, but whatever. But like, think of how affecting that would be if you had done that. If you had named it like Chad. Yeah. Or like Chad's best friend. And, then, <laughs> and everyone just kept referring to like you as being a dead entity. So cool. One of the many reasons that I love that they kill the avatar. But like that as a decision, I liked 
a lot of the ways that they sort of changed up the way that you interact with the game in Act 3, but then they also just made you go through, like, horrible, impossibly long, like, grind and hallway sequences in a bunch of different circumstances. There are ups and downs in Act 3, but without Act 3 being there, I don't know why it would have received the amount of, like, historical praise that this game has received. Because this game makes it, like, top ten games lists, right? Yeah, people, yeah. people love it. Which is something game. I didn't know until we... I was researching the game. Because, like, I knew people liked the game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that it was popular. But, like, I was reading the Wikipedia page, and it was like, this is often cited as, like, one of the most influential games or one of the best games ever made. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, totally I thought it was real good. With, uh, like, this being, like, one of... It's arguably, for all the people who have, like, all of the fondness for classic Square games, Yeah, Chrono Trigger is literally the only one I've played that I think holds up in a post-Kingdom Hearts world. Why? Why? And why post-Kingdom Hearts, too? Oh, because Kingdom Hearts made me able to play RPGs without falling asleep. Oh, okay. And, uh... <laughs> just because I don't... I, weirdly, I like Pokemon, but I think it's because of the variety. I think Chrono Trigger has that sort of a thing going for it, too. You get to sort of tailor your team to how you want it to be. You get to sort of tailor your team <laughs> to how you want it to be. And, uh... And play the game more or less the way that you want to. Yeah. And I'm like just a big fan. The of characters that. I think do allow you to form like a stronger attachment to this game than you would with other Square Enix games. Right. Plus, it's actually it's like a, a multi-hour large art scale RPG that encourages and like facilitates multiple playthroughs. Yeah. I think. It's credited with like being the game that popularized New Game Plus, if I, not it, the inventor. I think it coined the phrase New uh, Game that's Plus. What, yeah, I that's what it is. I'm ah. sure other games did a second playthrough, like right. Master Quest or whatever mm-hmm. in Zelda, but it, it coined the phrase New Game Plus. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like this is something that we should probably also have... We should have had more historical backing on if possible. Because like my experience with the early game of this is just like, oh, this is exactly the same... It's like three or four other pretty good games that I've played and beaten in my life. The the beginning, like with the castle, I'm like, this is very Final Fantasy right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just like a Final Fantasy game that they got Toriyama to do art for. And right. So, things so from. it's like Dragon Quest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> How have we not talked about Dragon Quest yet? Because like oh almost God. like no one has played Dragon Quest. It seems but, like. correct. <laughs> Except for me. You said that this is something that you wanted to have like more of a historical back on. Yeah. And I think that a really good substitute for a historical back <laughs> is like really quickly just looking some stuff up on your phone. Yeah. Which we could totally do. Well, what kind of historical a... stuff? Because right. I did a lot of like research on this game actually. <laughs> Why did you ruin this? That was such a great transition. <laughs> you just you bulldozed it. You were just you came in full speed. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you gotta. You, that's just the nature of our relationship. You just strangle the cast into. No. Oh no, he just bulldozes. I just like bulldozes. Straight up the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Teachers, ready your spell best. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, and we're back. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did some googling. Yeah. In the in the middle of Goy-goy. that break, we were looking for like the historical significance 
that Chrono Trigger like either drew from or created. Because I remember I took a note, and uh, we and Andy and I were talking about this a little while ago, where it's like Chrono Trigger is like such a good RPG that it seems amazing that the only thing that I can name that like directly took its influence from this was. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance on <laughs> GameCube. <laughs> what? <laughs> because I couldn't think of another, like, th- another thing that seemed unique to Chrono Trigger that I've seen show up in other games. Except the, like, combo text, which is, like, what Marvel Ultimate Alliance is based on. It's, like, an isometric, like, Diablo-style beat-em-up game, but you could, like, input a button combination and your characters would do special moves together and I they would combine. Yeah. I do yeah. yeah, I do think it was weird. Yeah, cuz like it's such like a highly praised game right. and like it's like just really good and like it didn't spawn like its own like kind of subgenre of like copycats. But it well I guess it depends here on whether we think it copied a lot of things or on what specific features you think a copycat of specifically Chrono Trigger but not a Final Fantasy game would even I'm, contain. I'm talking more like specifically like the combat system. Yeah. Like I feel this like This is like my first experience with a combat system like this and so I chopped any here. of this up with just like a lack of knowledge of JRPGs. Yeah, that's that is definitely the case and I'm shocked that you don't think that there are tons of games that mirror I guess with the Name only exception, one. Final Fantasy six, seven, no. ten, ten, uh, absolutely not. Yeah, like, like yeah, a, ten, ten, ten. Stuff. a turn-based combat system is not something that I would call similar to Chrono Trigger's. They all have time-based progression in their combat systems. But like, I'm talking like the more like specifics of the combat system, where like it ma- like the enemies like move and like. You attack them from the back, and it does more damage because they're actually like animated and they move around. Wait, what? There's like the enemies with the shields, and you can't attack them till they move the shield. Wait, you can yeah, like do more damage to enemies from the back. Yeah, like yeah, the enemies lots like, of stuff that like the visual enemies, signals. Yeah, visual like signals where like the enemies move around, or like certain attacks will do more from like a certain distance, what? or like being close oh, to yeah. stuff will let you do counter. Pl- playing with Luca is like is you are absolutely required to know these things because she is worthless at close like r- distance. So you want to send other people yeah, to it's attack like, the thing that's in it's front of so her much, so she can shoot. Things it's so much distance. more like involved than a regular like turn based system. That's yeah. so cool. I didn't know any of this because my main party was were all melee characters. All three of them, just two had swords, and one had beautiful fists. <laughs> <laughs> and pummeled thing in, into the dirt. And yeah, I, like, I've never played another like JRPG that had those kinds of systems in place. But yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. I it's just, yeah it's really Maybe there's some on like the PlayStation 1, because I don't know if I've played any PlayStation 1 JRPGs except Final Fantasy 7. Yeah. Can you pause... During the battles in Chrono Trigger? I could, but I don't know if that was like exclusive to the version I was playing. Uh, I never tried, because I just flipped down the DS. Oh. I wouldn't have thought to have done that. I just It just occurs to me that I never attempted to do it. It's just because like, I always felt like... <laughs> because, as I've said, whenever I play handheld games, I tend to be doing other things at the same time, like mm-hmm. listening to stuff. And with Chrono Trigger, I never felt like... I never wanted to pull my divert my attention 
from the battle. Yeah. Because, like, you just could just die. Yes. All the time. Unless you're just, like, running to another place and just trash mobs. But, because this is a game that did a lot for me in terms of being able to stomach a JRPG, like, turn-based combat system. But, like, it doesn't prevent some of the fights from getting stale. Like, part of the reason that I didn't like Death's Peak was you would run into those... The, Lord help me. That fucking... The second section of that, where you have to walk across the icy bridge while the uh, wind blows you down. Yeah. That was annoying. Yeah. Was it just... It was easy once I figured out, like, the strategy for it, which was, I guess, just to hold the walk button. Or, in your case, don't hold the run button. Uh... And just, like, hold up, and then hit left, and you'll just slide along, and then you just press the run button to move forward when you need to, and let go of up when you want to move backward to get across the bridge while facing up the whole time. How many times did you guys fail to get across that bridge? I fell, like, seven times. I was, like, four for me. Yeah, but most of, like, the first five of those were before I'd even started across the bridge because I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> you didn't talk to the little dude? Yeah, he was like, it's slick, don't fall down. I was like, thanks, bro. <laughs> you fell down, like, I did fall times. down, but it's because I was just like, I was like, okay, what's the trick? And I would walk, and then, because the analog controls are not as good as the D-pad controls. Oh, you use an analog stick. It's more comfortable on the DS for me. Uh... I also used an analog stick. Well, yeah. yeah, but, but the trick know. for me was like I just got it when I just like ran across. Yeah, I I never fell off a single time. I was oh, like, wow. okay, I'll be careful, and then just sprinted yeah. across. I, the I, whole yeah, thing. Th- <laughs> was, I guess three times I fell, and the fourth time I got it. Yeah, huh. yeah, I just like, but like the first several times that I fell, I literally just like walked part way across and got blown off because like I would be running and it would be pushing me too far to the front. I don't even know if you can fall off the front because I would panic and stop and then get blown off the back. The amount of strategy you guys put into this is already... Yeah. But either way, I had to run past that one blood yoke over and over and over again. And it was just like... It really reminded me that there are some battles in this game that literally are just like hammer the A button until it's dead. Yep. (laughs) Uh... That was actually the whole point that I was trying to get across. I just wanted to bring up how much I hate the third act of this game again. <laughs> but yeah, there are a lot of circumstances, and since, as you guys are now aware, I didn't even know a lot of the cool, tricky little combat mechanics you can go through in this game, a lot of the battles for me were just JRPG battles. Like, one of the benefits and the reason that I picked the party that I did is because they had such a high damage output that I could just A through most of the overworld fights is without it, a single I think that's weird. World. I think the game does a good job of stopping you from just mashing the A button through all of the battles. I, I definitely agree in the context of some of the boss battles, at least. Because I remember, in some circumstances, even to an annoying extent, that there had to be like one really, really specific thing you'd have to do to beat a boss. But a lot of bosses actually opened, uh, in my case, with a lot of like trial and error, where it's oftentimes I didn't even understand the distinction between, like, magic moves, elemental moves, and regular moves that I would just sort of like go through all the things in my little skill list to try and see which ones did or did not do anything or nothing. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you, at least in the context of the bosses, but as someone who specifically picked his party for this purpose, the overworld had almost none of that for me. Specifically, um, like there's like a chrono, Ayla, uh, 
combination move thing where you just like do a huge cut across the side of the screen. Falcon hit. Yeah, yeah. Seventy yeah. percent of the game for me. That killed uh, everything. That was like the move I relied on for the final boss, but I hadn't really used it much in the whole game. It's great. I mean, it's really like but, uh, some of the later bosses. I feel like. Th- in addition to the rest of the quality of the game, I felt that the quality of the bosses also kind of decreased over time because it started to rely more on being like, here's an attack that deals half your HP, and like, here's a big AoE, and that's the whole thing. <laughs> I have a theory on why that might be. is because I think the combat system uses a lot more memory on like an, a Super Nintendo cartridge than like a regular turn-based one would. Because, like, all the characters have to have animations, mm-hmm. which takes up, like, a ton of space. But why would that... So that would lead to them being able to have less enemies and, like, less attacks for those enemies to be able to do, because it's all more animations. Right. I feel like if you polled any game designer, especially of the era, if it would be more important for the main characters to have a variety of attacks versus the enemies having a variety of attacks, they would probably say the main characters would be more right. important. So that's why you end up with, like, reused bosses and reused attacks. Right. Okay. I'm less offended like, by the use... I'm not offended at all. Like, <laughs> I'm less upset about the reuse of, like, entire boss fights because it seems more natural and they have, like, a narrative reason for it. Right. It's just when, like, there are four bosses that know the move Iron Sphere. Where it's like, oh, yeah. that movie is annoying. Yeah. And it's not even like, and, not, and if you fought the news, the, not like Huey Lewis and the news, but the news in uh, uh, in antiquity by, by opening the books in the right order, that they was, even just do like an attack that just reduces you to one. That was another thing that you said earlier that's not in the Super Nintendo version. It's like not called antiquity. Oh, yeah? What's it called? I don't Is that the name of like it's 12,000 BC? Yeah. Oh, it's called the Dark Ages. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I was thinking during that in that age, like, cause even when I was going through, because I hadn't read the little time card yet, it's like, what do you call this period in time? Like, it's like an easy sort of like go through. And then I read to antiquity and was like, that's exactly yes. the word. It's pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> they did a good job with that. They hit sort of the whole like fall of Rome feel right in the head. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we got what prehistory, antiquity, the present. No, no, pre-antiqu- the antiqu- Middle Ages. You, yeah, oh, the Middle, middle Ages, ages yeah. present, future, cataclysm, future. Yeah, because no, cataclysm is thousand. In, oh, is it a Super Nintendo? Right? Cataclysm is a cooler name. It is. It, it is. is. I I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. I actually like uh, strength tab, like tab oh, being yeah, the tabs, term for yeah. your like level up items. It's power tab, magic capsules. tab, and. Uh, Speed, speed, speed yeah. yeah. Speed and magic are the same. They swap power and strength for some reason. Um, Weird. But yeah, other than those, though, I think the boss fights, like that trial and error, is something that I actually appreciated in this game because most bosses had a safe point, like right outside their boss room. Nice. So it was just sort of like go in, try your thing, and it actually. I don't know if this is intentionally just the way that I interpreted it. Fits in with the themes of the game, where it's kind of like, Chrono will attack a guy, get slaughtered, and then try again in, by just like, oh, well, I loaded the game. It's like, I, I go back in time and do it again. Now I have the knowledge. 
I think that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. they never fully contextualized it. Especially yet, since, like, maybe. New Game Plus is a thing, and it's, like, actually just doing everything over. Yeah. Story. The bosses that were just sort of... There were a few that I think we were a little bit too obtuse. Um, the one that I never figured out um, was evidently the boss on the other side of the bridge, like, very early in the game, has, like, his top half absorbs dark magic, and his bottom half absorbs light magic. But at that point in the game, you re- you only have access to light magic because I don't think you have Robo yet, do you? Oh, I don't Maybe. remember. Maybe I don't even. I was thinking you hadn't you didn't oh, even you had any have magic when you got to that point. But I guess I don't I'm know, when you're wrong. at the bridge, you have magic. Okay, yeah. and all sorts I can't of other fanciness. But yeah, it was a long time ago contextually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I never actually realized that, and just used um, like flame whirl on him, like oh, just over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of them, it, it's kind of it, it gives you like sort of like a you you feel smart and cool when you like realize what the boss's trick is, and you're like, oh, I'll blast him with that. It's way better. Yeah. I forget at what point you said if you've even said this yet that you, like, lost to the final boss. Like, I forget which form you died at. Oh, it was, uh, it was his, I guess, well, I feel like there's a form after this. I don't really remember. Yeah. There's the shell. Yeah, I beat Outer Shell. I beat, well, I beat the boss rush, Lavos. Right. And then I beat Outer Shell, Lavos. And then I got to the, the safe point inside. Okay. And then I, <laughs> I approached, like, Inner Shell. Hillhead, the prince from Katamari Damashi, form Lavos and uh, he dropped rocks on me and everyone died immediately okay, yeah. except Luca so who took there is one a form immediate after. hit and died. Yeah, there is a form after that. Yeah. His form after that I thought had a really sort of cool spin on the, the way the JRPG things go. Um, for your benefit specifically. Uh, I couldn't tell exactly how it worked. Oh, I had a suspicion, and I googled this afterwards and figured out that it was true. Um, he has, like, one main form that just looks like Cell from Dragon Ball Z, but, like, kind of not as mean. Oh, I think he looks like Cell. He actually has I think a little he looks more junk plate. That I Cell guess. Has. I would say he reminds me more of those <laughs> things from Metroid. Those, like, things that are, like, hunched over. Like the... Metroids? No, not Metroids. <laughs> Chozos. The Chozos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good mix. He doesn't even Take... play Metroid games. <laughs> he knew the name. <laughs> Pull both of those things into two little floating pod guys. Sure. And the, you'd assume from the boss battle, like every other boss in the game, the floating pod guys Floating pod guys are sort of, like, supplemental and they assist them in ways and you have to kill the pods. Yeah, kill them first. Not true. Uh... The actual final boss of the game is the right pod. Not either of the other two. Yeah, the right pod actually does a thing, which I think is really lame, uh, which is it has an attack that specifically removes status immunity. So if you have like an item that makes you immune to statuses, it's like, this is, your status immunity is gone. And that's like all the attack does, which is stupid. That is super lame, yeah. But yeah, there's a, one, the one on the left does that and dies really easily. Uh, the middle one has like a bunch of HP, but will eventually die. But the one on the right has three times the amount of HP as the middle guy. And all the one on the right does is res the other two. And, and he's only... He puts up like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, only when one of the other two is dead and he's trying to res them is he actually vulnerable to damage. So you have to kill the right one. And if you ever do kill the right one, it kills both of the other ones and you just win. Right. So... It's, um... The Mud Beast fight. If you kill the Imp, 
it actually kills the other two as well. Huh. That fight was actually one that was really taxing on my, like, general strategies, because it required, like, you to focus on one thing with magic, and, like, my whole game up to that point, for the most part, was just, like, magic AoEs. Yeah. They're, like, my main thing, and then physical attacks. Yeah, I think that's one of, like, my favorite things that this game did, was that, like, it doesn't let you just find one strategy and stick with it the whole game. Right. Which is, like, what everyone does with every JRPG. <laughs> yeah. They give but, you the Nova really fast because it's all in Chrono. Like, before Part 3, you already have, like, the epic, essentially, version of Flare. Right. Yeah. And, like... Wait. Is there, like, another Flare that you're referring to, or do you mean Lucas Flare? Uh, oh, I guess that makes sense, that Luca would have Flare. But no, I meant the light magic that Chrono gets that just nukes everything. The one that just turns your enemies into, like, nuclear radiation. Oh, Luminaire? Yeah. yeah. I think you get that at around the same time. Everybody has, like, a like a 15-point, like, big yeah, yeah. tech. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Luminaire is, is Chronos. Not all of them are equally cool, because... Uh, some of them drop rainbow frogs on people, and <laughs> some people true. never use it. <laughs> Ayla's ultimate move, just to put her in perspective of, like, how not cool or developed she is against other people, is, and I quote... 20 mana, kick three times. Ooh, wow. And that's what you do. You kick three times. Doesn't her, like, cat scratch fever move deal, like, just is just an attack three times? Yeah, but it's not a kick. So right, yeah. As, I kind of like that, though. Because, like, her whole thing is that she's, like, a prehistoric being. Yeah. So it's like she can't learn magic. Like you go into the room and it's like you you come from a time before magic existed. You can't learn magic. <laughs> no, I get that. Is, and it's just like it's that's so fucking underwhelming. It's to just be like kick three times. It's funny that that's her super move. It's yeah. just that she kicks something real hard <laughs> because Similarly, that's all she can do <laughs> is attack things physically. Yeah. Similarly, I, I really liked uh, Chrono gets frenzy. At the end, where he, like, attacks five times in a row. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, inarguably better than three times in a row. <laughs> uh, but I do like the idea that, like, in a fight where you, like, are nuking people and throwing, like, fucking napalm bombs at yeah. them, the, not napalm bombs, <laughs> <laughs> some aloe. Uh, uh, sometimes the best move is to just, like, run up and hit a guy several times. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's not all she can do, though, because she can also both initiate and be the brunt of many sex jokes. So she's got that going for her, too. Yeah, true, yeah. yeah. She's quite good at that. Yeah. I, I love that in the... Yeah, in the uh, <laughs> this is the end of the game! It's a joke! <laughs> yeah. in, the, in, in the anime cutscenes from the PS1 and DS versions, like... I can see that that is clearly what the designers were going for. Oh, yeah. In, in like, the design. But with the SNES sprites, she just looks like a, like a cat girl. Oh, yeah. The, like, yeah the I was going to say, yeah. The like, frog guy is exaggerated with the arm. Yeah. Like, her entire chest is just a, two large breasts. And that's literally <laughs> it. They cover every other thing that is around her. Gotcha. But, she, but also in that, she has, like, a waist cloth that has, like... Uh, like an improvised tail. Yes. That's kind of like, but it's, that's like, but in the game though, they don't have the detail to show that. So she just has a tail and is a cat girl. Yeah. You can like tell that it's like draped over her shoulder. 
and okay. not like coming out of her right lower back. Whatever. Point point is, uh, is that she can do more than hit. She can also be kind of creepily. Well, I guess not creepy for the time. You got to keep all these things in their proper context. The time yeah. and culture yeah. designates that she is fairly normal, all things considered. <laughs> yeah. And just another straight pull from other Toriyama stuff, with the exception of this time being cat themed and a cave person. Cat themed cave person. Mm-hmm. I was, well, on that note, one of the first notes that I have written is literally visuals feel right. I will note that I took that note before meeting that character, but I would still stand by it. I think that, like, the SNES visuals, like, they hit, like, a color palette mm-hmm. with the SNES that actually conveys the mood of this game really well. Yeah, like, it, everything is sort of drab and, like, darker colors, especially, like, the further you go into the future. Like, things, like, start to get, like, worse off and they start mixing purples and blues into the landscape to make it look more, like, terrible and, like, unnatural. Yeah. I think... Uh, what's his name? Um, I, I keep forgetting. The Dragon Ball guy. Oh, Toriyama? Yeah, Toriyama, that's it. Um, I think his art style, like, really, like... They really capitalized on it in this game. Yeah. Like, they they use it, like, to put in, like, humor where they wouldn't in Final Fantasy games... And to, like, add levity. And, like, yeah, like, the color palette's brighter. It's more fun. Mm-hmm. And it's got, like, more unique spin that you wouldn't get without his art. Yeah. I think saying in a way that Final Fantasy wouldn't might be us being a bit sort of retroactive about well, it. Well, I'm not saying that Final Fantasy wouldn't put in humor. I'm saying, <laughs> that, I'm not, I'm saying that, like, they couldn't put the same kind of humor into a Final Fantasy game as they could into this one. Well, give me an example. Like, I think Ayla's character, like... Is inherently funny. Yeah, it's like, they wouldn't do that in a Final Fantasy game. Final Fantasy VI has a beast boy. They've had joke characters, like Kate Sith. Yeah. And stuff, but like, it's... It is a different tone. The octopus guy, who just keeps showing up and being a shit throughout all of time. Is in Undertale? No. <laughs> he only shows up one time, unfortunately. <laughs> and he's not a shit. He's just lonely. He doesn't do anything to make your day worse. <laughs> How dare you? I'm talking about a different shitty octopus person. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm actually at a loss. I just expect, like, everything that you, that you guys have been talking about for the past, like, five minutes has just been, like, uh... He's got a face that's sort of, like, eh, and he's, like... Th- there's some in this mouth. game? No, no. In, in Final Fantasy. Specifically six and a bunch of other ones. Oh, yeah. I've never played Final Fantasy six. So he shows up, like, six times. He's, like, a main character of Final Fantasy six is this shitty octopus. Oh, that thing. Yeah. That's not in... I th- it's gonna be hard to like split these hairs here like live on the podcast, right. but this I might think be a discussion you guys. I think there's like lately. a difference in tone. Okay, mm. that's fine. Yeah, it, it feels more like like they kind of like drew from the kind of humor that you would get in like Dragon Ball, yeah, right. and put it in this game. I actually, uh, on the flip side of that, I also felt like the game, with the exception of the uh, Millennial Fair uh, scene in the beginning, which is fine, he's the beginning of the game, uh, I felt like there was an actual sense of urgency to what you were doing uh, for most of the game, mm-hmm. like up until the point where you're just like, I'm going to fuck off and do 12 hours of side quests. Yeah. Uh, everything leading up to that 
Which, I mean, is fine in the context of the game, because right. you can literally just go to a different time period. But, uh, in like, for the most part, throughout the game, I felt like I, it was actually important to accomplish what I was doing. Um, and the opposite I find to be true in most other, like, large-scale JRPGs, particularly in Final Fantasy games, where it's like, you'll spend hours and hours doing some shit and you'll be like, I feel like there's like a much more pertinent crisis on the horizon, and I'm just like riding a chocobo. That's how I feel about side. Like I think I'm. This is like an unpopular opinion, right? But that's how I feel about side quests in most RPGs. Like I usually like feel like I should be like going straight through the main quest because like my character would be like. I'm not gonna do that bullshit. Like I gotta save the world. Yeah, I'm I not gonna be fishing The literal yeah. weight of the world is on my shoulders <laughs> right now. I, I'm not gonna go fishing for two hours. Yeah. You know? like, but um, this game um actually introduces like plot or side quests that tie into the plot. Right. Yeah. Which is nice. Which is something that like they do in like The Witcher. Which yeah. I thought was like awesome, and I'm like, I've never seen a game do this before. <laughs> and Chrono Trigger did it in 1995, so it deserves a lot of praise for that. Because you don't feel like you're fucking around, right? You when feel you like go you're, and you do the side quests. Yeah, like you're actually progressing something that is important to you, as opposed to just yeah, fishing. They honestly, they feel like they could be part of the main game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I meant to bring this up when you were talking about how you don't like Act 3, mm-hmm. and I brought up the pacing thing, and I think they did it that way specifically because it's like a very like Square Enix kind of like game philosophy, where it's like the third act of Chrono Trigger is like the third disc of Final Fantasy VII, where it's oh, like, right. do all this other optional content in the world, it's all opened up to you now. <laughs> and it's just like the pacing that the rest of the game had kind of takes a back seat so that you can do all the other content. Right. This is the game uh, the game did not trick me. I was mistaken in a very important belief about the game okay. uh, really early on. I cuz back in the beginning where I was so used to all the tropes that I was encountering and wasn't quite aware of where they were going to go with the combat system yet. I was like reaching out to try and figure out why this thing had the incredibly high reputation that it did. And so I formed the opinion in my brain, like, oh, man, they're going to use the time travel mechanic to create, like, an actual open-world JRPG based on nothing. That thought just continued to evolve <laughs> in my head until it became true. So, like, the first ten hours of this that? game... What I mean is, like, you can literally... Like, there isn't, like, a main plot line. Like, you can just go oh, anywhere. And imagine gotcha. if the game was just side quests that all led in. Because, like, you get a hint of, like, you can fight the final boss whenever you damn well please. You'll right. probably lose right now, but you can do that. And right. I was like, oh, they're using time travel to, to just open up everything that's happening around you. I got you. So I kept going to other zones. And it was reinforced because most of the zones that you can physically access aren't, like, blocked off, even if they only have anything that happens far later in the game. Uh... The thing that comes to mind initially, and I forget which part of the actual overworld this was, there's like a place in the Middle Ages somewhere 
where you can oh no it wasn't in the middle ages it was uh in prehistory there's like a mountain you can climb up the first time that you're in prehistory before you go to like the dino lair or anything there's uh -huh. tons of stuff you can like walk around and do and visit but like you fight through all these enemies and i got all the way to the top of this mountain and there was just nothing there i did the same thing <laughs> yeah and i just turned around and came back and i had like two or three experiences like that where i kept thinking it was an open world game for no reason at all and kept not being rewarded in any way for playing it like an open world game until I eventually was just like, oh, I'm being an idiot. I need to stop and play this like a JRPG. You are kind of being rewarded, though, because you're getting, like, cash and experience. Yeah. And this game also was made in, like, the Super Nintendo era, where, like, that's the way a lot of gamers would have approached it yeah. at the time. Anyway. Yeah. Right. But like, you just, like, go around and explore. But in, like, a modern lens, that would, I mean, that kind of perspective would mean that you would think that like grinding is like equally a rewarding experience by those metrics but it's be grinding accidentally and be like oh well i got like all of this stuff from doing like a thing that was new to me as opposed to just grinding for grinding's sake okay did you I, guys hit a point where you felt that you needed to grind in never, this game? Never, yeah, never. Yeah, it was the end of the game when I got killed by one... I was one shot by the boss. What <laughs> level like, you? Uh, I think Chrono and Luca were 40, and uh, Frog was 39. Like, when I beat the game? Yeah, when you beat the game. 53? Like, 48. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't need to grind. Say, well, the thing is, I needed to do, like, a side quest or two yeah. and, like, That's be a thing. Arena or It's something. like, I tried to go in without doing the side quests and just got my ass handed to me. Mm -hmm. So I went and did the side quests, and they, like, helped tremendously. I love how <laughs> it does look a lot. This game is, like, really open to allowing you to get your ass handed to you in the context of the final boss in a way that I love. I love having the here is where you go fight the final boss and die button being like an omnipresent thing through the game. Because it allows you to organically build up Lavos as like this actual awesome thing and not just a thing that the game is telling you is cool. Right. You and can go at any time and check to see how awesome he is. Yep. Yeah. And the Answer boss yes. has the moment where like you fight him and you just lose yeah. right. in the story. But it makes tons of seem... JRPGs did yeah. that. True, and this but... one does it twice. Yeah, but like, it just It's adding on top of the ability to fight him whenever, just building him up. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying that I like that they let you go to him and realize yep. that. I like that it was an organic. I think that's one of the endings it, it, that you can get is if you just do it on New Game Plus like straight away. Oh, yeah. You actually just beat Lava. There are a lot of... Yeah, that's actually one thing that I didn't do the research on. Yeah. Does, Lavos doesn't scale at all, right? Like, he's just no. like a static entity? Yeah. Okay. Because I know that you can fight him literally at any time, and there are a lot of endings that you can get just by beating him during certain, like, chapters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, early. you can beat him, yeah, like, the first quotes. time you face him in, like, the game. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, if, the actual battle, yeah. where you lose the oh, first yeah. time through. Oh, yeah, the developers like, new, Yeah, like, on the new game plus, you can defeat him right there. Mm -hmm. Which I is neat. That it's uh, not, like, a forced losing. Evidently, you can actually beat him there in new game if you are a little bit over-leveled and use, like, a very specific strategy. I found yeah. this out at one point. Because evidently, I, I read up on this one trying to learn about all the different endings. The only difference is that he moves twice as fast and hits twice as hard. 
So mm. those are it's just like it's just set numbers, and if you can beat those numbers, then you got them. The thing that I, I love and hate simultaneously about all of the endings is that there's even like a joke ending if you finish the game in between witnessing uh, Shala, yeah, uh, charge her pendant, and before you go up and just press the A button, it's like. In normal gameplay, it's like a one-second window, but if you just, like, turn, you just about face and leave and go beat Lavos, you get, like, a joke ending where they just, like, show a slideshow of all the characters and Luca and Maro comment on whether they're, like, hot or not. Oh, yeah. Really <laughs> weird. It contains Chrono's only lines of dialogue in the whole game. That seems weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. But what all does the he endings, say? I don't remember. Which one is he attracted to? Both? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he's doing the judgment. <laughs> we can check on this. But I found it interesting that these endings essentially, like, only have value in the meta sense of there being multiple endings and not in the, like, you could control your own adventure since that it's normally marketed as marketed as today yeah if you go through the game normally like if you try and face lavos early like chad even if you're like only like you know five or six levels off where you need to be you're probably just still gonna lose badly yeah you're right? fucked yeah miserably so all of these like specific new endings at specific spots early open quotes before act three mm-hmm. are essentially only there for people who are going through the game a second time or specifically looking for like weird cheeky things to do about times to end the game right like they're just there to convince you to play the games more in new game plus not as like a way to like tailor your experience well actually i think i was reading the wikipedia page again uh just bring that back up um, <laughs> that they added in the new game plus feature because they um, put in a lot of, like, varying content. And, like, they found in playtesting, people wanted to play the game again, like, immediately to see the different things they could get. Mm-hmm. So that's where, like, the New Game Plus thing came from. I mean, I don't know on a first playthrough, like, at what point I would know Well, I think that they were, like, branching paths. I think because if they were playtesting, they just told They were just like, yeah, that. Like, yeah. Do this so that you get this ending, and yeah. then you're okay. And then I can't imagine being a playtester for Chrono Trigger. I can't imagine me specifically <laughs> sitting in like a focus group in Japan and being like, "You fucking see where where am I supposed to get a duplicate of Chrono?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god, this guy's fucking stupid." <laughs> what kind of five year old has a mouth like that? <laughs> <laughs> I was. Younger than five in 1985. Do either of you know know the ending you get for, like, not saving Chrono? Uh, Yes. Uh, He, there, again, lots of deviations based on tiny stuff. Right. But uh, I believe in most of them at the end, Marl goes off through some means or another by herself to try and resurrect Chrono. And there's like an ambiguous ending at the end of the game where she gets to the top of Death Mountain and there's like a silhouette of some kind and cut to credits. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's actually more satisfying than I would have expected it to be. Yeah, yeah. I think they call them the reunion endings. Uh, yeah. I actually really, I think we already talked that we like that Chrono dies. Yeah. Right? We oh, already yeah. said that. Super. I really that. like the way they like use the time travel to like 
explain it, I guess. Whereas, like, you go grab a duplicate and you switch them out. Right. It's, like, it's using time travel as a concept in, like, a cool way. Like, because I remember when I replayed through Skyrim, I thought, like, the whole, like, plot that, like, in the ancient times they sent what's the the whatever evil dragon yeah into the, like they got rid of him but actually sending, they just sent him to the future right i was just like that's a really cool use of time but, travel yeah. i'm i'm in like uh, i know that time travel largely is a pretty tired trope both in like science fiction and in just mm-hmm. video games in general right um i think Chrono Trigger does get to be at least slightly exempt from that even if we're tired of the tropes we probably wouldn't have been in 95 right and i yeah. think this game uses it well yeah. so it doesn't even really yeah matter. the thing that that the line for me is usually does it try to explain how the time travel works and if no i'm way more accepting of it and if yes there's now a huge gulf that they have to cross yeah. to make it satisfying and not shitty right and no game in which just asks you to accept frog knights should ever ask you or even <laughs> pursue to try and go through those explanatory <laughs> gulfs yeah and like as a general goal yeah and they do cheat a little bit with their use of time travel too because those portals aren't like time portals they're more like like gaps like time gaps like like wormholes yeah because you're still you're not going back to the same point every time you go through there you're going back at a set amount of time relative to where you are because time's persistent in every time period so you can't like Reinteract with yourself. Yeah, it's like they're using it. They're bending it to service the plot, which yeah. is a okay in yeah. my book. Of course, you would want there to be yeah. that sort of that kind of progression. A plot, because like <laughs> the whole I because somebody mentioned like I was like obviously like researching this. Um, I came up. I was watching a video that somebody did, and they were like, really like, yeah, in the same way that you were like, oh, this is going to be an open world game. Mm-hmm. Like this person approached it like. Like, how are they going to use the time travel? Mm-hmm. Like, they were just, like, picking at that the whole time they were playing, like, <laughs> trying to figure it out. And, like, the, one of the first things you do is the whole moral quest where she goes to the past and they think she's the queen or looks like the queen. So, like, we'll just use you as a replacement. <laughs> and it's, like, Weird when Chrono goes back and he finds that out and he's, like, well, shouldn't Mara, like not if she like going to not exist anymore like it creates like a paradox that like right. Myrl's her own grandmother <laughs> like or like if she shouldn't have existed and Crona wouldn't have had to go to the past in the first place yeah, it does cetera, seem like they're setting up a grandfather paradox yeah and then it. like a do a bait and switch when yeah. they're just like just kidding yep she also is like this isn't me i'm just playing along right so Square don't care about that. Yeah, so, Square yeah. Square don't and, care. And it's to the game's benefit that it doesn't care about that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, extremely. Yeah. Um, well, just one, one more thing that I thought this game did that was really cool that I wanted to talk about uh, was how the game puts you on trial for all the actions you took at the fair. I did want to bring that up, yeah. because I feel like that's a thing that is talked about about this game? It's the only thing I knew about it before. I say like I didn't know about that, uh, and I thought that that was that was a real standout moment for me. Like that's really cool. I think it's 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 interesting, but I, there's one thing that I think detracts from it that makes it like almost completely stupid. Because uh, I think the concept is is good. Yes. Like I don't think anybody would argue with that. I did. I was slightly upset that I accidentally ate that old man's food because I didn't know. I just thought I was looking at it 
and I just like hit A and yeah. then just consumed yep. it. There's See, always the JRPG problem of is A learn information or is A perform See, an action. I actually didn't eat the food. Right. I didn't. I wasn't. I, I wouldn't didn't have even, done it if I had known. I didn't even notice the food. Yeah. I ate yeah. different lunches like 27 times. Because yeah. Of the whole Because it grinding. comes. It also comes back. Also, yeah. I have no idea how to rescue the cat. I what? never did that. Oh no. Oh, grinding mechanical that. cat. Right. Right. Gotcha. right. Infinite times. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you what? press it once and the cat follows you. It's not. I pressed it once and the cat ran away from me. It was following you. I went to the other side. It didn't follow me. Oh. Yeah, I had the same problem. Yeah. Like I go up to it and hit A, and it would just like run. Run under the table. Yeah, it would like dart away, and oh. then I would move, and then it would not follow me. Were you with Marl or something? I'm just trying to think of explanations for why our, uh, it would have been different between the two of us. Because yeah, it wasn't. I I just did. Yeah, because like, the expected I, thing of be like, come on, cat, and then yeah. it came on. Say so, yeah, I oh, tried like three times, and the cat just. Did not do anything. Yeah, the yeah. girl, the cat girl shows up at your trial, huge quotes. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. he and she said, he didn't even listen to me while I was crying about my cat. Oh. I was like, I listened, I tried, the cat didn't want, whatever. Yeah. I think the game knew that but, I, in real life, don't like cats. But anyway, <laughs> what do you not like about it? I was going to ask JJ because oh. I feel like mine is kind of rote. Oh, I. I I thought it was overhyped. If I if I had learned while playing it that the game was like monitoring these facts about my playthrough and like s- somewhat seemingly insignificant facts could have these like large standing changes in what happens, that would have been a cool experience for me too. But because I already knew the trial was coming, I expected like an actual trial and whether I knew it or not was like like I generally try and go through RPGs as like a nice person. Right. To an extent that I think a lot of other people find stupid, like intentionally <laughs> being monogamous in video games and stuff like that. I do find that really weird. Yeah, <laughs> but like this is the amount of like like weird like like ethics pickiness that I have when I even when I'm like just going through RPGs. Uh, so I was going through that like trying to be nice, but not only was the like within narrative trial that they hold you up on, of course, a complete stupid farce, but yeah. like I didn't. With the exception of the lunch thing, like I don't think anything I did was actually at fault. Like the, the sort of dialogue options, for example, that you go through when you like try to sell her necklace, is a guy tells you her necklace is worth an extreme amount of money. Yeah, you, you did can that, try to and we didn't do that. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, if you oh, if you wow. go up to one of the markets, there's like a guy who kept talking about how like these pendants were lots of money. So I was like, oh man. And then we went down and talked to the guy, and he was like, oh, that pendant that you have is, like, unbelievably huh. worthwhile. Right. And then you turn to her, and you're like, do you want to sell a pendant? Because this guy says it's worth tons of money. And she's like, nah, that's really important to me. And I'm like, okay. And then every day the game thinks that I'm, like, a, a shitty person. Well, it's it's, a game. it's, 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 it's characterization the of the chancellor. Yeah, the chancellor yeah. thinks you're a bad person. He's trying to frame you. Yeah. He's a jury. Yeah, I mean, it's a hilarious... Yeah, it's, a, like, it's a hilarious farce. Like so, it's skewed, obviously, against. I could have just bought the guys. I could have just bought the guy lunch. I I don't think I should have been committed to death <laughs> because I, I <laughs> ate a yeah, nice lunch. That's, yeah, yeah, like. And that's the other funny thing is that yeah, like you do like petty nonsense at a fair, and they like try and, to turn it into. And like, they like yeah, and then they, they tell d- you that you're gonna die. Three <laughs> days. Yes. But no, that's. Totally legitimate. Like, if I would have known that that was going to happen, it would have way cheapened it. Yeah. Like, as, like, experiencing it blind, 
I thought it was like a super cool moment. Completely agree. I See, wish I could have been blinded. I knew about it, and I still thought it was fairly cool because I'd never seen the courtroom scene played out. I just knew that they monitored things you had that happened at the fair. But the, actually, the thing that I didn't like about it is that it's undermined so drastically by the very next thing that happens in the game. Because you're like, I can't believe I was framed for this. I'm going to murder every guard in the castle. <laughs> Like, just cut them down <laughs> without even thinking about it. I thought that that was going to be, like, the stealth section where you, like, sneak by. No. But you, you just, like, walk out there like, hey, and you're just like, uh, <laughs> just haggling. You didn't take my sword away from me in prison. For some reason. Classic mistake. Yeah, I mean, really. they are there later, so I guess maybe you didn't murder. You murder all of them. Wait, you can go back? To the castle? Yeah. At any time, yes. Yep. Oh, I went back once and they were all like, Oh, hey, it's a fugitive people, and yeah. then you run away. If you come uh, with Marl, yeah. they they say, like, oh, like... So, yeah, I had her in my party, okay. so I never... I came back once and was like, oh, I should probably never come back over again. That makes sense. That's how you stop the, treating the, us like an RPG. The blue plate. What? The, the blue plate <laughs> is in the castle. Oh. In 1000 AD. Cool. Yeah. I thought I was gonna say something else. Was it yeah. was it going to be that slurp kiss is the best move in the game? I never used it. On a similar note, weirdly, <laughs> I did use that move like two or three times because there was a short period where I was Chrono Frog Ayla. Um, yeah, any heal moves that took more than one person to cast, I didn't use. Like the best heal moves. Yeah. Either way, though. But uh, Robo's heal beam does just as much, and it's only one person. Person, has to do yeah. It. Yeah, Ro Robo's late game heals are really good. Beyond that, though, <laughs> and building from the Millennial Fair and that trial scene, and on your comment about Slurp Kiss, does anyone know what Feel the Tickler is referring to? What? what? No. <laughs> I kind of expected that was going to be your reaction. I wrote it down so I didn't forget about it. In the trial scene, he, like, announces the trial like it's like a news broadcast and it's like, like it's time to feel the tickler no, he says like will he get like will he get away with his crimes will he feel the tickler <laughs> will he some other thing and i didn't hear that other thing because i was so caught up on what the fuck feel the tickler means I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I googled it, and, like, one other person has ever asked this question. <laughs> Somehow, Square got away with putting the line, feel the tinkler into a game. And nobody even, like, remembers it. Okay. And, yeah, I like to, I'm immortalizing it right now. Maybe it wasn't in the Super Nintendo version? That's possible. It's possible. It seems doubtful, though. It's like, why would they add there. that yeah. line in? That's even weirder. Even weirder corrections made by translation teams. Uh, yeah. There's a, one of the Fire Emblem characters in Fates. They just gave him a personality obsessed with pickles just for shits and giggles. For shits and pickles. Shits and pickles. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just, I wanted to point out further that my entire team strategy, because you have evidently, since you never used heels, that used more he than one person. Heels. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Never mind. The late game strategy ended up being you keep have Frog in your party and you have him use heal every turn and have Ayla and Chrono use Falcon hit. Yeah. And like that was Yeah. That that, was, that worked for, for everything. That was mostly what I did. But if shit ever really got real and like the two hundred and fifty HP 
you got from Frog Heal wasn't enough, you could always heal 700 HP and cure all your statuses well, with Slurp Kiss. You just get this frog and this woman and just like make out a little bit constantly. Well, and Chrono goes to It town. was never... I used Robo for most of the late game mm-hmm. and it wasn't a problem. He always healed enough. He doesn't have lips. And oh, He doesn't have lips. And then at the end... I had gotten a bunch of lapis from the side quest I did, yeah. so if the HP I got wasn't enough, I just throw pop a lapis. Those. Yeah, so I didn't have to have frogs. <laughs> pop, pop a lapis. lapis. Pop a lapis. Pop a lapis. <laughs> no, that is a. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I used frogs heal. I did like. I did that thing that you described, where frog heals like every turn. Yeah. Because there were a lot of bosses that like once you figured them out, it ended up like just getting into a rhythm I'm like, like knowing can, can like, you heal enough right. <laughs> would it just be like I knew um, I think my favorite example of this was uh, the, the Masamune fight uh, oh, when yeah. he becomes like the djinn yeah. so it would be like I would do like a specific attack with uh, Chrono a specific attack with uh, with Luca heal with frog repeat and then when he charges Cyclone then you swap out the one attack and then uh, Luca would do it, like, use an item. And, like, I had it so that it would just, like, if I cycled that perfectly, I would kill him before I died. But then Chrono ran out of MP. And I was like, I need to, like, mix an ether in here somewhere. <laughs> and I don't know how. And, like, I did manage to pull it off, and Frog died, and then I won the game. Chrono has a lot of life mixing. Yeah. It's very good. Thank you for listening to NoClip this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, uh, we're going to be talking about 2016's Doom. So, don't play the 1993 Doom, and then come in here and be like, the fuck is a Gauss cannon? That's on you. I'm doing that thing where I talk about the game <laughs> and do stupid things before. You, that's kind of a description of the podcast. Fair enough. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, you, you can do so at noclippodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at noclippodcast, our website, noclippodcast.com or dot net, and, um, get and it. then it's outside. Get it. What kind of food is Chrono Trigger? Oh. Berry Sorbet? That sure. would actually kind of want to know the explanation. <laughs> Berry Sorbet, you heard it here. I sort of like, there's a lot of variety, it's colorful, it's really sweet. I, I often, this might be a personal habit, but I tend to like get too much like ice cream when I order at one time and I always have like a little bit left over and I thought it went, I thought it went a touch long sometimes, but it was still worth it. I'm so happy that it was there. Right. That made a lot more sense than I was expecting. Are you saying that Chad gets an erection every time he watches Winnie the Pooh? No, I didn't say Chad <laughs> Boner Tigger. <laughs>